Our second scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke. Let us listen for God's word. Soon afterwards, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd went with him. As he approached the gate of the town, a man who had died was being carried out. He was his mother's only son, and she was a widow. And with her were a large crowd from the town. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion for her and said to her, Do not weep. Then Jesus came forward and touched the buyer, and the bearers stood still. And Jesus said, Young man, I say to you, rise. The dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen among us, and God has looked favorably upon God's people. This word about Jesus spread throughout Judea and all the surrounding country. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, we come before you this morning in awe of the beauty that you have put before us in the music, in the day, in being here together with one another. We thank you and we praise you that your spirit has drawn us, that your spirit flows through us and changes our hearts and lives. Come now and awaken us even more to your presence around us and let us praise you. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. I am not a morning person. If any of you have seen me in the morning, you would know that. It doesn't work. I like to stay up late. Given the choice of getting up at 5 to work on something or staying up till 1 or 2 in the morning, I'm up till 1 or 2 in the morning. I have this devotional that I read in the morning, and I've had to put it aside because it praises God for the first light of the sun and the bird's waking song of the morning. And by the time I read it, the sun is not breaking, and the birds are in full chorus. And so I have set that one aside and reading others that acknowledge that not everyone gets up at the crack of dawn to praise the Lord. When I do get up, it's best that I not speak. A grunt is about as much as I can manage. And let's just leave it at that. When I did mission trips with my younger folks in previous churches, I said to them that they could talk to me before 10 o'clock in the morning 
and after 10 o'clock at night, they could talk to me, but I would not be responsible for what I said. They got the picture. Our story today has Jesus waking us up and getting us talking. Waking us up and getting us talking. Our practices that we're going to be looking at are reverence and glorification, which a fancy way of saying, wake up and wow. Our story from Luke is actually a remake of a story originally told from the first book of Kings. In this story, the holy man is the great prophet Elijah. In both stories, there's a widow who lives near the gate of the city. And that widow's son has died. And so Elijah, in the first story, goes to the young boy, speaks words, and that boy comes to life and is returned to his mother all in both stories, and words of praise are said to God. In the story that Luke tells about Jesus, there are some things that are a little different. As many of the words are exactly the same, the story from 1 Kings with Elijah happens in private. But the story from Luke happens right out there in public, and there is a lot of talking. So, let's look at it again. Jesus comes to this town of Nain. And it's outside of Jerusalem, just like the widow of Zarephath, not in Israel. The foreign widow. And to be a widow at that time was to have to rely on one's family for support. The husband had died. The widow was really at the mercy of society and at her children. Her children were to take care of her. When the son died, it devastated this woman's life. Jesus has compassion for her and comes over and stops the funeral procession and says, Young man, I say to you, rise. And the young man sits up right there and start talking. It's important to know that that word for rise in its most basic form, it means rouse. It means to rouse, to awaken. So Jesus wakes up the man, and he starts talking, and his talking jolts the crowd so that they are seized by fear, and they start talking, saying, this is God among us, and their word goes out to wake up all of Judea and the surrounding countryside to know that God is there. Jesus talks, the man wakes up, he talks, the crowd wakes up. They say, God has woken up a prophet. The words go out to wake up everybody. That's a lot of waking up and talking. And it is meant to wake us up. This is God's cardiopulmonary resuscitation. It is meant to give our hearts a jolt and to make us gasp. and wake us up to the presence of God. The two spiritual practices 
our reverence and glorification. Because as much as God is out there with the paddles, walking around, trying to wake us up, so we are out there saying, I don't have time. We are out there with our to-do list and our focusing on all of the things that have to be done. We are out there listening to NPR and about the shooting in Santa Monica this past week. We are out there listening about children not being able to go to school in Syria because of all of the violence there. We are talking with our friend or going to their husband's funeral. We get beaten down. Our souls get beaten down and deadened so that we have no creativity, we forget how to play, we lose our courage, and we lose our joy. So if God is out there performing cardiopulmonary resuscitation or trying to do that to us, what's not working? Now sometimes God's cardiopulmonary resuscitation happens and it just is there. We're driving along after a tremendous thunderstorm and you look up in the sky right there, right in front of you so that nobody can miss is that double rainbow. Wow. And it makes us stop. But a lot of the time, God is out there trying. And we just miss it. And that brings us to our first practice, reverence. Reverence is a fancy way of saying paying attention. God can do wow and stop our breath and jolt our hearts all over the place. But we can also pay attention so that we're there more often when God shows up. Barbara Brown Taylor God bless Barbara Brown Taylor, one of the saints of preaching and writing that I have to always kind of bow before when I say her name. Long may she live. Um, Barbara Brown Taylor writes about paying attention. And she says that some of the best places to start to pay attention are nature and art. And so she would have us pay attention to the rainstorm from last week and really listen to the way in which the raindrops hit the roof. And then how the wind blows, like the air conditioning coming on, and hits the side of the house and the siding. And how that wind blows a little bit into the house and makes the shears just flutter a little. And then if we hear the wind get a little bit stronger, we can also hear the leaves and the trees. And if we look, we can look outside and see those great arms of the trees holding all of those leaves, swaying, 
And we imagine them holding those leaves over our house. And how much bigger. And we didn't make the tree, and we don't make the wind, and we don't make the rain. And we might remember those storms in Oklahoma and be in awe of the power of God that is so much greater than we are. We might get that shock of terror and our hearts jolted back to life. And then... It's glorification. In the middle of the word glorification, it's doxa, which we get doxology. And that word doxa is power and light. So that when we doxa, glorify, doxology, God, we are shining light on where God is happening. I will give praise to God my whole life long. My Lord, my God, how magnificent is your name in all the earth. When I look at the heavens, the stars and the moon and the rainbow and the storm, and I consider the work of your fingers, what are human beings that you care about us? Mere mortals that you love us. And yet you have made us just a little less than you. And you have put creation into our care. Oh, Lord, my God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Reverence and doxology. We practice paying attention and we practice saying it. Another great contemporary prophet of God's word is Anne Lamott. And Anne Lamott says there are three great prayers that we can say. Help me, thank you, and wow. And that word wow comes from a Scottish word or conjunction in which it was an expression of exclamation that was, I vow, I vow, I vow how wonderful that violin was. I vow, wow. And wow becomes this kind of holy word where we just stop and notice, wow, God is here. God's Spirit is heard in Mendelssohn's piece and comes through. God's Spirit is heard in our choir. And we have to stop and say, wow. So our two practices for this week are the paying attention and wow. Wake up and start talking. And because it helps to have an example, I'll give you two of my wows my wake up and wows from this past week. And one of the things that we said was, well, I have a several. Um, one of the wows in nature was that a couple of months ago, my husband gave me an orchid 
and it was already starting to droop. And I said, I'm not taking that orchid. This orchid is not a good orchid. You go back out there and you get me a good orchid. <laughs> High maintenance wife, what can we say? And so he did. He went out and he got me a beautiful new orchid. It was in the shape of a heart. You know, the two vines twined around and all the buds are gorgeous and beautiful. And it lasted a long time and now it's gone. That orchid that I rejected, he has kept in the corner of his office and nurtured that, that, that orchid. And even though all the buds fell off of it, he calls me over this week and he says, look here, look here, pay attention. This, this shoot has set off another shoot. And look at that bud. There are a couple of buds here, Molly, and they're really healthy. I'm like, wake up. And all I could say, wow, wow. Another wow and wake up is in the context of great art. Great art. And I did not want necessarily to be a part of this tremendous exposition of art. It was the Rock Creek Forest Elementary School Talent Show. And um, one of my daughters was in it, and so we all went. And it was for first or second graders through fifth grade. And we got there, and I tell you, that all-purpose room was so loud that that in itself was a jolt, a jolt of amazement that any place could be that loud. And so then these first graders and second graders got up with their microphone and they stood up in front of everybody and belted out Annie's Tomorrow with all of their heart and all of their soul, sometimes tremendously out of tune, in all of their glory. And after every single performance, everybody in the room is just going crazy. The crowd is cheering and whooping and hollering, and it, it's this roar. And then there's third graders singing Katy Perry songs, God Help Our Soul. And, and there were a third grader and a fourth grader and a fifth grader who all sang, When I Was Your Man. It was the most fun. It was alive. There was courage and laughter and joy. It was amazing and astounding to be there. All two and a half hours of it. <laughs> Play and joy. Another place where we can see, wow, is where Jesus was there in the midst of suffering. Jesus was right there with the widow whose life was devastated. And sometimes when we're there, when, when lives are devastated, and we see the beauty of God's love 
coming through in tremendous courage or in the most unexpected ways, that is often the most powerful wow. And I told you last week about my hospice couple, the husband and wife, who ended up at Casey House, Yvette Rose's mother and father, and how they finally got to see each other and, and, and such a moment of love. German RMS, the father, died on Friday. And it was a blessing because he had been through such tremendous pain. But when I was there visiting, they showed me a picture of their bed, the husband and wife, Armis and Lehia, outside on the hospice patio. German said one day, I'm tired of being inside. This is in his last week of life. I'm just tired of being inside. And so the people at Casey House took their beds outside and put them in the sun next to each other. And there's this glorious picture of Lahia and, and German smiling there in the sun. Reverence and glorification. Wake up and start talking. Wake up and wow. Amen.